0: I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because ugh, Rod and Karen are hot.
1: Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host Rod, joined as always by my co-host Karen, and we're live on a Saturday afternoon, ready to bring you some podcast. And find us everywhere you get podcasts. The official weapon of the show is the taser, the folding chair. <laughs>
2: see I, I don't know what the official show is I don't know if I'm eating mandarins or oranges what is happening with me right now it's the folding chair and the the official
1: uh unofficial sport unofficial sport is bullet ball a bullet ball extreme and today is a feedback episode that's what we're gonna talk about all the things that you had to say and there was plenty to say we had a good time this week and we like wrapping it up with you guys um of course um all the ways to leave feedback is right there in the show notes um, and of course there's people that actually give us money on our website theblackguywhotips.com you look on the right hand side you can say yo I want to donate to the show I want to support the show with some money and we give you a shout out mm-hmm.
0: may I have your attention you are now listening to Charlotte's Own Rod and Karen we welcome the good folks who tie to the Black Guy Who Tips
1: right new money new hunters let's talk about them david from brooklyn michael s tom w jr dana r laura e bomani jones jane m nicholas z noel w pete b johanna m rickett a pretty rick what they call them. douglas r latricia c who is a brand new recurring donator. Go to the new members class, Latricia. Uh, Laura F., and lastly, Chris from Hawaii. We appreciate all y'all for putting in on this. Thank you. All right, let's talk about the people that left us five-star reviews. We had three of them. One of them came from Japan. Quick review update. This is from Oli Chama, who says... Been listening to Rod and Karen for at least 10 years now, and they keep getting better and better. Love this podcast so much. Here's to many more years of success. Thank you. All the way from Japan. Okay, we appreciate you You all. All across the world, we international. Now, apparently we are. Konnichiwa. All right. Um, still a tipper. This is from best listener ever 99 who says, I'm still a tipper. This podcast never gets old. That's right. We're like when you enter Wakanda and on that plane, and then it, the hologram fades, and then you see the lush jungles and the rich city and you go, this never gets old. Never. Um, Jay Houston, who says, I didn't know what I was missing, five stars. Hi, Rod and Karen. I want to thank you both for all of your amazing content. I have canceled a lot of my streaming services because I have so much content to catch up on from you. This podcast is the best investment because there is so much content. Driving long this has become welcome because it's like having my friends in my car. Aww. Oh, that's sweet. I uh, you know. And make sure you turn on that left turn signal when you make that left. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not only are you both smart and witty, your followers are welcoming and funny as heck. Also, win-win for all. My grandson loves the bop for the LGBTQ spots. Oh, you know it, it. It is. Let me see what you want to be. Come on. Um, Nothing cracks me up like hearing him sing, we lit, we lit. (laughs) We is lit, baby. Shout out to the family that listens together. (laughs) Okay, we love to see it. We really do. Um, all right, that was all the five-star reviews. Thank you so much for those five-star reviews. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it makes it worth it. Yes, Every it week Thank we tune in. Yes. we love to hear nice things about us. Uh <laughs> the let's get into the episodes for the week. The first one is 2858. Top that. Uh, as a feedback episode, we got two comments. Apia says great. Now I have the rap from Teenage Witch show in my head. <laughs> that was a bop. I, I've never watched Teenage Witch so that. I was like, "Okay, wait, girl, let's go." Well, you never watched Teenage Witch and possibly because it's not named Teenage Witch and also cuz it's not a show, it's a movie called Teen Witch. Oh, it's, it's a movie. Well, mm. I've never watched the movie either. And it's just called Teen Witch. <laughs> but thank you for covering the origin of hip hop that what now I consider that tune to be. Uh, I heard it's on a legit black podcast. After all, the blackout tips, they know. Yeah, go out and tell Black Dorothea that. Mm -hmm. Let's see what happens. Shake it up over there. Mix it up. You've been too safe. (laughs) Maybe it's time to burn some countries down to the ground over there. No. Mm Evie E says, I can recite every word in the top that song because Teen Witch used to be my jam. I loved that movie so much as a kid that I watched it again after listening to this episode and I realized it doesn't hold up. Yeah, I'm never going back to rewatch it. I watched it so much when i was a kid but i feel like if i go back and rewatch it it's only gonna be disappointment
2: yeah because you're watching it through a different lens different set of eyes yeah there's no way right. yeah i know too much about life now and yeah and the, and the 80s was a time it's the 80s it's like early 90s is one of those things where you go you had to be there to understand
1: yeah and i don't mean it in like a offensive woke way or whatever it's not that kind of comedy but it's just i you know i know i'm gonna be like i thought this was funny Uh, That movie is corny as fuck (sighs) now that I'm a middle-aged woman, but it will forever hold a place on 12-year-old me's heart. I feel you. Mm -hmm. Um, And let's see, comments on YouTube for this episode for uh, Top That. Um, No comments on this one. All right, then let's check the poll. Do you listen to country music? Yes, for Beyonce. Yes, before Beyonce or no? Uh,
2: Yes, for Beyonce and I found uh, other artists through some People have been suggesting this stuff online, and I've, you know, been seeing, you know, people talk about uh, she's actually boost the uh, streamings of, like, other black uh, women country artists that i have already been out there for a while. But people, through her music, you know, algorithms and shit like this and, you know, asking around, it's been suggesting other people. So they've been kind of seeing their sales boost, too, and becoming fans of theirs in addition to uh, enjoying Beyoncé.
1: Yeah, and I saw uh, I saw that article, too, and I shared it. And um, some people tried to, like, well, one person in particular came on my page to kind of, like, debate it with people or be like, this is just people hitting play on the song and then letting Spotify take them to the next song, and the algorithm is taking them to the other black women country artists, to which I'm like, nah, not – I mean, maybe that's true for some people, but I remember playing this the first day it came out and a couple of days after – And it wasn't taking me to other black women country artists at the time. Uh -uh. It may do that now because it's an algorithm that grows and learns. So if other people are like, okay, I know the people to follow. Mm -hmm. But I was like, you know, I specifically went and searched black country and found some playlists there. Um, Started adding them to my own playlist. Um, uh, People and fans suggested people, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I think that's a lot of what's happening. I don't, Think it's worshiping her like a god to say that Mm -mm. this is the facts that there are people that weren't listening or checking for black country music like that, um, and who are now doing it because she's in that space. I don't don't, agreed. Never, I'm never really sure what people' agenda or what they're trying to prove about that. I don't think it's like a. It's it's just like yes, that's what happened, and and honestly, that's what happens for a lot of stuff. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, with uh, a lot of times black people are all over. Everywhere already doing stuff, toiling, um, and it's like if you know if you're a black person and you like anime, there's black people that liked it before you. There's black people that make it. There's black people that That's right. do Created, cosplay. Right. But if Beyonce started doing it, or say when Megan Thee Stallion mm-hmm. started doing all that anime and stuff, and she's now hosting like hosted the Anime Awards, she brought people who might not have known that much about it into the culture. Yes. And now you got people that you know it's become more mainstream. You got kev on stage watching anime and doing reviews not saying it's directly to megan Estallion, stallion but the
2: but yeah you know
1: the point being like it's, it's it's mainstream enough that people are like let me check this out i haven't really been into this before correct i, I don't that's how we all look, grow and learn i think only on the internet or that hipster culture has it been like I, you either already knew this shit or you're a poser or you're not cool or you know this isn't really about her whatever man i think it is and i think is helping, and I don't see why it's a problem.
2: It's not a problem. A lot of times I think that, like, it's this kind of the same. Like, some hipsters, and I know it's really terrible in the nerd culture when it comes to some things that people have loved, and, and it's, the, it's their thing. When nobody likes it, you love it. When everybody likes it or it grows, all of a sudden, you feel like quote-unquote certain way about it. But the thing is, with it growing, more eyes, more people, guess what, people get more funding, they're able to do more, like, 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 it actually benefits everybody, but people <clears throat> get in their feelings and get in their emotions and want to exclude people. I think a lot of people are really big into the exclusion type of thing, and they like to be in clubs and cliques and shit, like, just they never grow out of high school, and it grows into adulthood when it comes to certain things, because my thing is, who gives a fuck if Beyonce brings her fans into country? That means you have a large people, a large amount of people that's going to hear artists they never heard of before, and now they have new lifetime artists in country, and you know what that turns into? Streams. You know what that turns into? Going to shows. You know what that turns into? Buying their merch. You know... Like, when people move into these genres, it's money that comes with these people, too. And some of these same people will complain about how shit's not being funded. Why my favorite such-and-such get canceled? Why this get canceled? Why that get Because the fucking money has to be there. The money has to be there. The people have to be there in order for the shit to grow. So you can't be like, we want to exclude people. We don't want people there except for the people we pick and choose to be here and then be like, why shit don't get made? Yeah, in this
1: case, it was more like, why? what's the problem with giving her some credit? Right. I mean, she got a big ass fan base is, you know, then yeah, there's going to be people checking for her the music that weren't I don't know what the problem is shout
2: out yes and and, and, and the thing is anything she does I basically I hope to, you know because I think it's going to be three parts like another album coming out after this country album and if it is I want it to be motherfucking rock and roll child if she bring out the violins and the bass violins you go see motherfuckers being like I'm a v, uh, I'm a violinist I'm a flutist whatever she is she going to bring people with her and I do not know what it is because people do this all the time when they switch genre music and shit like just they bring the audience with them You know, but I think that people just have this thing, this personal thing inside of them that actually doesn't really matter. You know, who gives a fuck you've been there 25 years? You know, don't you want people to like and love the things that you do? But for some people,
1: the answer to that question is no. Uh, All right. So the poll results, 24 percent listen to country music because Beyonce. 37 percent was listening to country music before Beyonce and 40 percent don't listen to country music um and on our on uh, spotify 20% for beyonce 45% before beyonce which makes sense it is spotify and 34% no you know so I, I think you know if you bring in 20% of our audience to country music uh that's a pretty good that's a pretty good marker
2: yeah and also like you say we are all over the fucking place i don't care how obscure it is it is somebody brown black other somewhere in these groups so it's, you know, it's going to be somebody like, yeah, I'm glad I'm not alone. You know, I'm glad other people are here. I'm glad I, when I, when I, you know, bring up buckle Bunny, somebody go, that's my jam too, versus
1: I bring up buckle Bunny in the room is cr- crickets. Yeah. Yeah. Music is to be a shared experience in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quote of the show is supersonic, idiotic, disconnected, not respected, who would ever really want to go and top that. Um, and Bird Buller says, OG 80s white girl nagging via rap. Autumn W. Autumn Woodland says, "Shameless plug again. My BFF Rissy Palmer is a Billboard charting country singer. Her show, Color Me Country, on Apple Music is great if you want to laugh and learn about country artists of color. Okay, all right. And it's Rissy, spell R I S S I Palmer. So put Thank that in you, your baby. searches. Yeah, and, put that in your searches, people listening. Uh, now, now you got a new fave. You know, mm-hmm. that's what happens." Uh, Tiffany says I need a smug mug too definitely getting one Yep. Mm-hmm. Got mine. in the store Roger got his I'm enjoying it James says "As someone who was born and raised in San Antonio once I saw that Hemisphere license plate from Beyonce's social media all I could say is B-Hall uh, <laughs> not B-Hall with a cowboy hat emoji cowboy boot emoji and fuck John Schneider. and Leash says well I listen to country now exactly that's how it goes i've been listening i've been branching out and you know i found some hip-hop kind of country music too yes me too so i i've been you know listening to some rap like that big x the plug he got a song called texas that goes hard as fuck i sent it to all my texas homies um like hey i didn't know i didn't know um all right let's go to the next episode 2859 dogmatic This is where we had Keith and Hemda from Keith and the Girl on the podcast. Yes, it was fun. Uh, We had a good old time, and we got plenty of comments, like eight of them. Ramsey says, five stars for the episode. Besides the banter, my favorite part of this episode was watching on YouTube how Rod geeked out about the celebrity all-star basketball game. Oh, yeah, I love it. Mm -hmm. It's so fun. I don't – people just – we get old and just, I don't know, motherfuckers be against fun. Like, honestly, NBA All-Star is really for the kids, if we're being frank. I, I agree. I know it's a corporate event and adults want to see hard hitting, da mm-hmm. whatever. But I think it's it's supposed to be a little bit goofy and and dumb. And I, yes, you would like those guys to take it seriously. And I'm sure that'll happen eventually. But, um, you know, the celebrity game for is for me is just always straight up fun. It's fun. I love watching it. it they They do everything right um only problem was they didn't whenever they did the walkthrough or practice the got the people did not understand all the rules and with mm-hmm. that led floor being able to change on the fly they just couldn't keep up and i wish they had because they would have been better if they really understood like we should make we should try to shoot from this spot to get extra points you know right but they didn't understand correct Shoe Booty says, someone who's better at Photoshop than me should make a Dogmatic album cover a la Illmatic with Karen, please. <laughs> uh, J Full says, I'm glad we finally got into the root of Karen using Dogmatic because for years I've been like, I don't think it means what she thinks it means. <laughs> and Apia says, I agree uh obvious says oh my favorite podcasters are podcasting together i love it oh we love it too we do shoe booty says remember for loco i don't remember anything that happened while drinking it think i fought a raccoon for a chicken wing i remember it <laughs> i remember it child me too never hashtag never forget i never forget how i made my face feel child everything was itching no thank you i had to lay down after it was crazy Mm-mm. we did a podcast on Four loco it was a Mm-mm. marathon mm-hmm. Four loco marathon it was us Where's my 40 Acres and the Insanity Check Check podcast Mm -hmm. at the time? Mm -hmm. We went first and then they had their episodes after. I'm pretty sure our episode is the only one that is still up. It is because they took theirs down. By the time you get to the second and third third podcast, we did our first one when we were still drinking it. Mm -hmm. And by the end of it, I was like, I'm done. I can't host another show. I can be on someone else's show blurting shit out, but I definitely can't host my own show. Mm -mm. Um, And by the time we got, like people that watched it live enjoyed the hell out of it. Mm -hmm. But um, by the time we got to the set, I don't even remember what we talked about. Me either. Everything was a blur. Uh, Angela says, wonderful show. Love to see you both with Kimda and Keith. Best wishes to both of them on their journeys. I finally understand Karen's dogmatic. I love it. And yes, it's definitely a shirt. And, yeah, I'm making that shirt. I'm working on camera right now. EVE says, what fun guest? I've never listened to Keith and the girl because I have so many podcasts in rotation that I never got around to it. But now I wish I did before him to left. But I can see why you think so highly of them. They are funny. Yeah, I mean, they're funny. Um, they're they professional. They've been doing this thing for a long time. Um, and I think also they did so much living and giving opinions and stuff in public and changing as people and going through life's ups and downs in front of everybody. And, uh, they've been so open and honest about their things that they go through. And when they couldn't be, they have even told you why they couldn't be and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. I don't know, man, they were already friends in my head before we ever, before I was ever a guest on their show before, um, they ever we were ever doing last week on Keith and the girl or or whatever you know and uh so yeah i, I and they and they and, you know i they showed me what was possible through existing and the way that they did and that um you don't have to wait for somebody to like lay down railroad tracks and, uh, for you to you to hop on mm-hmm. that sometimes you can build you can lay your own tracks and uh, i honestly don't know that I'd be doing what I do for a living if if I had never heard Keith and the Girl I really don't think I would be. So I I owe them a lot. Um and for all that stuff. So I had no intention of seeing Madam Webb because so many people said it was bad, but I was over at a friend's house and somehow they were all able to bootleg it. Even though I didn't spend any money, I went the 2 hours of my life back. <laughs> great <laughs> damn <laughs> you want the time granted it was kind of funny but i don't think it was supposed to be one part straight up reminding me of an old kung fu movie because the lips didn't match the words i thought i was having a stroke oh damn. no in 2024 maybe that was your stream maybe that was like the lips not matching the words feels like you bootlegged it and, and the bootleg was messed up hopefully it wasn't like that in the theater
2: i hope not that's terrible
1: um and then uh let's see youtube comments for this episode dogmatic um we got two Sayida says this was a funny episode thank you mm-hmm. ramsey dunn says love this episode the purity the humor the joy and the friendship is real five stars thank you thank you always glad whenever that comes across to everybody on the show you know because i'll be having a good time i do too um Chris Brown being disinvited from All Star Weekend, they did them wrong or they did the right thing. They did the right thing. Don't nobody want to deal with that. Fifty-six percent of the audience agrees with Karen that they did him, you know, they did the right thing. But that means forty four percent of the audience thinks they did them wrong. Um, and on Spotify it's kind of the same, sixty four percent, thirty six percent. Here's what I wonder. How what is the generational and gender divide on this? That's a because great I feel like at least from my experience the people I've witnessed going the hardest for Chris Brown have been probably black women that are like 35 to like 25 or something maybe even younger it's there's a certain but like, range that was their guy yes i was i was right
2: above like outside of the range i love that first album but like i was kind of too old if that makes sense for him to kind of be be that person that i rock like that
1: yeah that was their guy um and i you know i've always kind of been reticent to admonish people for their people because i i feel like every generation has their God that we don't even think we can't even conceive of how fucked up they were and how much we love them. Right. At the same time, you know, whether it be your Kobe Bryant's, whether it be your, um, your uh, Tupac's, you know? um, And I feel like that's kind of what Chris Brown is for some people where, Mm -hmm. They were entertained by him enough that they won't ever be able to fully be like. But society sees this guy and goes, "Uh uh, we can't have this guy in polite society." And they're like, "But what? Y'all like he beat women every day? That was a long time ago. Oh, the Karuchi train thing. Oh, the other woman after that. Oh, the the stalking thing. Oh, Oh, the restraining order. Yeah, yeah. That was two thousand interview. Yeah, Yeah, like it's always like." Why are y'all piling on him? Can't y'all understand how frustrating he must, it must be for him? Like, So I think that's what Chris Brown is for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and so that's why you have the, like, why can't he be a Celebrity All-Star Weekend, you know, people, I think. I can see that. But, yeah, I, I don't agree with them. I just think that might be where they're coming from. And it's just, I, I feel them in the way of, like, you see other people get a pass and just be places and do shit and it's like so why like like they brought up on the show with uh him to say like why is mike tyson why is it okay for mike tyson to be back it's a good point i don't know why it's okay that mike tyson can do shit but not chris brown i don't know it is kind of a weird thing to say um all right let's go to the q a stop kissing your dogs in the mouth shout out to him to all the best this is from Raphael. all the best on her next phase him the statement about the likes of leonardo DiCaprio was applause just applause right there hope sh- that she'll come on the show in the future yeah we'll we've got to figure something out when she's halfway across the world you know we gotta mm-hmm. do a midnight show or some shit i don't know uh cath <laughs> says this is nasty stop it they lick their ball buttholes and balls talking about kissing yeah. dogs in the mm-hmm. mouth Mm-hmm. Chris says, we're going to miss Keith and the girl. Love Hemda, and whatever new adventures await. We'll still be around, but without Himda. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where Keith takes that because he's got everybody in suspense. Because I don't even know if he's had to really sat down and thought and planned it out um, yet, but it's getting close. Mm -hmm. James says, we'll miss you, Hemda. M. Nicole says, please and thank you. Burry Beulah says, being cleaner than just a human butthole is a low bar for cleanliness. Dog tongues are cleaner, not clean. White people shit. Uh Canda <laughs> Cole says, my dog eats rabbit poop like it's kibble. Rabbit poop is cleaner than a human butthole. It's still shit. Preach him, duck. George Clooney is the Hollywood weirdo in that circle. Yeah, nigga married an age-appropriate woman. I know they'd be like, oh, my God, he come with that bullshit. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, not age appropriate is a problem. Right. Whenever you roll over and look at that woman, you just think how she about to die. Like what? She's only like fifty. Right. Nah, that couldn't be me. Um Aligny says, put your mouth on the toilet, it's about the same. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right, let's go to uh the next episodes, but first gotta play some music so that I can um, you know, All right, the next episode is 2860 Mac History Month. We had five comments. Ramsey D. Jenga says, I want Killer Mike to take the words of Fannie Willis and stop speaking on behalf of all black people. A man is not a plan. Killer Mike, please stop. Ain't that the truth. Apia says, Club Shay Shay." I hope that using you are gay as an insult and people getting mad about it was of the past, but I guess not. Someone would call me gay. I would only be confused about what the point was, not mad. But I don't follow toxic masculinity, so I guess it's easy for me to say. Yeah, also, I was thinking about this the other day, not in regards to Shannon Sharp, but just in general. I didn't make it like a random thought, but it was just something I was thinking about. Insults are about intent not necessarily what the the insult was. I can see that. And so what I think people respond to I mean it, it, obviously people have homophobia, there's some latent homophobia, everyone's tainted by it. Like it's not I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to disregard all that. But there's a there's a the intent to offend is what they're really responding to when it's like You said I'm gay. But what they're really saying is you tried to say something bad about me. Right. And fuck you. And
2: it just happened to be that. But it could have been
1: literally anything and they would have responded the same It's a reason that like a certain person could call me the N-word or girl or bitch or whatever. And it would never offend me ever. Because I know the intent behind it is not to offend. Right. And then there's certain people they could say my name. Which is my actual fucking name. And they can say it in a way where I know it's an insult. And I'm like, right. what the fuck? You want to fight? So, like, I do wonder how much is that and how much of it is literally just them being super homophobic. And I'll never know for sure. Obviously, we can never know 100%. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why you I mean, have people that, you know, uh, would go, I'm not homophobic. I have gay people on my show. I, did, I don't do it." But it's like, mm, but you kind of are, though. You know what right. I'm saying? Because you think being called that is, like, the worst thing in the world. Or... Maybe just you responded to the fact you're being insulted. Agreed. And, you
2: know, as one of those things when it comes to being insulted, for some people, they feel like you insult me, I have to respond. Like it's something within people that wants them to respond. So I'm like you content, uh, 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 tone. A lot of these things matter to me when you're talking to me. The inflection of your voice, your facial expressions – like that shit means something a little bit more than just kind of the words themselves.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, and I don't excuse the homophobia, Mm -hmm. obviously, because I think it's just, you can't separate that Shannon sat up there and laughed about that shit. When everyone was calling everybody else that wasn't there gay, he thought it was a funny thing to say shocking, maybe, but he didn't correct anyone and he just let it happen and now that somebody did it to him and now it ain't funny that that is fuck shit to me right it ain't funny no more when you on the receiving end of it man because he knew it was intent to be intended to be an insult and all that stuff with monique and cat williams talking about those people those were intended to be insults no matter how much i love i love my babies you put at the end of it it's meant to be an insult those were not nice things Mandrake says, you're going to have to explain to your younger listeners about woods porn. You and I know about woods porn because we are Gen X, but young people today didn't even grow up with Playboy magazines. Hashtag goodbye print media. Well, Mandrake, I'm not going to explain to them because sometimes explaining the bit makes it less funny. And if you know, you know, you know, like, look, if you're on YouTube right now, you're looking at my shirt. If you know, you know, and that's what makes it funny. If I kept referencing it, this shit wouldn't be funny no more. Mary says, regarding the state of dysfunction in the Republican Party... Despite California being a blue state, there are many areas outside of L.A. and San Francisco Bay Area that are red. Remember former Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy is from California, but the red parts are not really crazy red, more like former Senator John McCain red. As you mentioned, there is now some distancing from Trump going on. One of the ads in the race for Senate here attacks the Republican candidate as too MAGA for California and states that the candidate, former L.A. Dodger Steve Garvey, has voted for Trump in the last two elections. Garvey is now evasive when asked if he will vote for Trump again. I believe that Trump shit won't fly. By the way, all three Democratic candidates are on board with this message, so it has even consolidated the Dems. Glad you brought up an underreported story. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That's what I aim to do, man. I, I think it's good to see them on the defensive. And we'll see what happens in the general, man, but I don't know. The boogeyman of Trump... I feel like there's more media uh, incentive to play up the boogeyman of Trump than to talk about the dysfunction within the party. And the fact that they haven't won an election um, in six years, because you got the two years during Trump and then the Trump re-election and then the four years under Biden. They haven't won an election since. Um, how bad of an issue Roe v. Wade is for them, how bad this IVF thing is going to be for them. You got No one wants to do that because that's not sexy, to be like, yeah, I think the Democrats had this in the bag or the Republicans are fucking this up. What's always sexy in American politics and American media is the Democrats are bad and they're going to lose and the Republicans are doing good.
2: Yes, and I agree. It's very frustrating because you're not telling the truth and, you know, if you start really harping and quote-unquote really talking about the dysfunctions and the flaws in the Republican Party, white people lose their minds on both sides. And it's like, but it's the goddamn truth. Like, uh, fuck your feelings, white liberals who actually are are like, I'm looking at you crazy going, why are you over here then if you still support the fuck shit? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. But they'll support it because they support whiteness.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, e, so, EB says, so I guess staying up late and watching shows we weren't supposed to as kids was a canon event. I remember Real Sex and Hookers on the Point, but my favorite late night HBO documentary was Pimps Up, Hoes Down. And that was such a classic. Y'all owned mm-hmm. the, the VHS, the Blu ray. Mm-hmm. I had all that shit. Yes, sir. That was where we were introduced to pimps like Pimpin' Ken, Bishop Don, Magic Wand, and Mr. White Folks. Mm hmm. Yep. It was a lot of them, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, For some reason, Ice T was on hit some reason this nigga was a pimping. he talked about pimping all the time in his raps mm-hmm. uh he was at the players ball yes, i was. think you can still watch it on max they don't make documentaries like that anymore they sure don't they sure don't rosebud with two d's for a double dose of this pimping yeah uh Monique? spoken words no it wasn't spoken word that's just what he said yes but it sounds like spoken words to me Okay, all right. Well, I was quoting Pimp's up hoes down, guys. That was what a pimp <laughs> said in, in anyway.
2: Monique is <laughs> Don't her... pay me no attention.
1: <laughs> I can't you're my co-host. I pay everything you say attention. <laughs> my bad. Monique is her own worst enemy. She has made it abundantly clear that she is the queen of the pick means, putting a man before her kids and everything else in her life. I think she could have been so much more successful in her career without Sydney, but it seems she's problematic even without him. Hope her son finds peace and healing. Yeah, man. I It's more sad than a... I have no rejoicing in it because I never hated Monique. I never was rooting Mm-mm. against her. I never was like... You know, there's a lot of people that do to the, like these black women. This is what's wrong with them. I I just... This is sad. I think she's very talented. I do too. I think that Sydney's a bad business partner. And I think um she got stuck in some grievances that she's... She's never moving on from. And... Honestly, even though she's tried to make her case, I've never been less sure of her case than I am now. And that phone call that that leaked with the Tyler Perry shit just made her look bad to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking to Justin about it yesterday, and I realized on the pregame, and I realized she was trying to actually get Tyler Perry to do the Medea voice on the phone when well, she kept being like, "Put Medea on the phone. That's the real bitch." Because they knew they were recording it. They knew they were recording it. So if he would have responded to that in that way, even as a joke or, or serious, they would—they were all just that was just to have on him to be like, look what we got this idiot to do. It was very weird, and it wasn't business-minded or professional at all. It was it was fucked up, and not I, at all. Yeah, I feel bad for ever even falling for that shit. Um, let's see if there's comments on the YouTube for Mac History Month uh we got one comment karina says hey rod and karen that whole when boy gets a woman pregnant is very telling phrasing from killer mike that is oh i didn't even Mm -hmm. catch that that is such a good point yes oh my god that's so deep That's all like i said the whole his whole argument was about straight relationships not just that but the girl is a woman the man is a boy you know what i'm saying like like it's like you're like he's saying this this like the the woman is a woman always an adult always and he was talking about 16 year olds 17 year olds oh, that's true. what he was talking about oh, okay Let's so see. he they're said children. that's a woman but when he talked about the the male in the situation need to go to school that's a boy it's, it's telling the words we use say a lot uh here's the poll killer mike's child support plan good or bad bad 97% of people think it's bad. One person thought it was good. 4% basically. Were you in the bob, in the bob shop room? Who was you one person? Were you, were you, were you? you know we got that one Jason Whitlock ass Republican that listened. <laughs> were, were you the Republican they were talking to? He probably was like, this nigga spitting. I was spitting the facts. I, I mean, I think some people really do think of blackness in this very... So here's the thing. Uh... One of the reasons I don't really fuck with the way the conversation was going is because I think the framing of it is already extremely patronizing and anti-black. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it is accepting the um, the premise that black people are one are having a bunch of kids at a young age, out of wedlock, don't know no better, aren't educated. And statistically, and all those numbers have dropped, and are going to go to prison. And whatever, and, and end up on welfare and all this stuff. The fact of the matter is those numbers are lower than they've ever been. Kids are having less sex and less pregnancies. They're they're less STDs. They're doing less than all our generation went through. Mm-hmm. So when we still talk like that to a white man running for president, what you're saying is the this is what blackness is. Okay, you're not there talking about business opportunities. You're not there talking about uh equality and justice. You're not there talking about reparations even. You're there talking about us like we're a bunch of inner city welfare kids. blah, blah. that is what blackness represents to you, Killer Mike, and to many people that talk about blackness like that. Um and it's in addition to being patronizing and regressive, it's also just not factual and not helpful and so there's a but there's a lot of black people that fall into this that you know they think that stuff is a black thing not an american thing welfare is not an american thing it's a black thing uh wet killing out of wedlock isn't an american thing it's a black thing um not being educated isn't an american thing it's a black thing meanwhile white people are lining up in those lines and getting way more from the country Mm -hmm. than we are for that stuff Mm -hmm. so I think the entire premise and plan and pleading he was doing is based on so much stereotypical um, not fact based shit that I can't really support it and it's this folksy almost uh, pastoral church version of blackness like y'all y'all be doing this and it's like well where's the stats to back that up you know you don't have to have them because you're just relying on stereotypes so that's the reason i think there's some people that will agree with him because that's what they think they don't know that they've been they would never stop and look at themselves and say fuck have i been kind of influenced by the anti-blackness of my country into thinking that's the problem with black people Mm -hmm. i think it was james Baldwin that said the problem with the only problem with black people is that we think there's a problem with black people, and I believe that to my core, I don't think there's anything that black people go through that is not um that that is not that is something that is unique to us in a way of like any pathology we have that is that would not happen with any other race of people. I think right. that's not really true I think we're human. And the things that have happened to our people definitely affect us. But the idea that only black people do, that's not really true, you know? So, anyway, I, that's why I don't like that stuff. But, you know, I guess that, that's his ask. Um, And it doesn't really matter because he's talking to the nigga that's going to come in 12th place out of four candidates or whatever. Right. Uh, Bring out them whips and chains. I'm trying to take you down. God damn, so. That was a Q and a That was hilarious. I wanna lick on my sugar, baby. <laughs> I want a piece <tees laughs> of that meat. I'm a freaking lady. Go down on my baby. Yeah, I'm pretty tasty. Only 28, say it don't eat no a pussy. pussy. But wait till maple, get a mail, maybe do it. Hey, hey. hey. Um, <laughs> uh, Keenan says sorry for the drunk voicemail. Y'all enjoy that on the feedback show. I won't be listening. I feel like that's nothing but an insult to us. <laughs> <laughs> what? you're not gonna listen to the feedback show and you left us a drunk voicemail this shit better be good Keenan or I'm gonna block you from quote, commenting again
3: <laughs>
1: uh, James says to quote Chris Evans not Captain America on Twitter it feels like a good time to remind everyone that Killer Mike is a misogynist or to me a misogynist yeah but I'm from being real and honest with you I can't really knock any misogynist rapper because then i had to get rid of all of them Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) it's like really
1: par for the course so his misogyny that's not i never need to be reminded of it and also at the same time that's not gonna really be my issue with him although i agree Mm -hmm. but then it's like which nigga that's rapping do i not agree about pick all of them jay-z pick all you know drake kendrick lamar like all of them got some shit now Mm -hmm. me nigga i got some shit we all got some shit okay my women rappers they got some shit they they'll tell they'll talk about somebody bitch taking a man and how they ain't a real bad we just do is we are living a misogynist, a a misogynoiristic and a misogynistic culture but yeah um he, But he definitely is a misogynist, though, so, you
2: know. He just keep talking outside yeah. of rap, and people are like, bitch, I'm tired of you.
1: Yeah, basically. Jamila says, yes, Miss Jackie Harlow knew exactly what she wanted. <laughs> Why you assuming? <laughs> I thought she was black. Jackie Harlow? That feels like you're saying Jack Harlow like she a white person. I, <laughs> I think Miss Mabel was black chris says chrissy says i've said the same thing before if you want kids to be absent and act right just put on some 90s hbo docs and movie and the movie kids scare me straight into being the square mm. alomni says get that gummy make your toes curl all right <laughs> hello i guess he's gotten uh he must have got his apple vision plus vision pro right. <laughs> in the mail already yes two-day delivery right put <laughs> in that work miss Babel? happy mm-hmm. <laughs> next day shipping baby yes next day shipping <laughs> <laughs> episode 2861 was the last one of the week it's called grayed out we had six comments apia says rod i would in most cases prefer a walk outside to a walk on a machine When you walk in daylight, even on the winter, the light is boosting your mood and working against anxiety. Plus, your skin is using the daylight to produce vitamin D, good for strong bones and muscles. As far as I know, this is even more important for black people because I'm already sweating, fearing to say something racist by accident. White skin is used to poor lighting conditions and can produce vitamin D with less light available. I'm sorry I didn't make it up. A pale white person can produce the vitamin D needed with 15 minutes of daylight, while a black person might need 30 to 40 minutes a day. You might say it's the sun being racist, but that's the upside of getting sunburned easily. We whites have to catch all the sunshine we can get. <laughs> that, uh, that's something that I know. For me, I
2: know because my doctor, you know, she consistently be like, "You need to get your vitamin D up, like all of the time." And a lot of it's just stand from the sun. A lot of it's just the pigmentation of our skin uh it's just hard it just takes the sun rays long to penetrate and yes the sun can also be racist in addition to that
1: <laughs> um well i have been walking outside um lately we went for a walk today that's why we started to show a little mm-hmm. later it was a nice little um walk. there's like a a greenway or something uh not too far up the street from us it goes through a lot of charlotte and down to pineville and stuff and so, you know, we'll go on there and take different paths and walk for like thirty, forty minutes or so. Um and yeah, I don't mind walking outside. Um, really. When it gets super hot, it's harder for me because I'm very sensitive to, to heat and i mm-hmm. you know, I I don't wanna like pass out or faint, uh, if it's like ninety degrees out. So even on those hot days, I'll have to go in the morning or late at night. But right. um but but also with the Y, I don't walk on a machine. I walk around the track. There's an indoor track and it's like, you know, a fourth a quarter of a mile. A quarter of a quarter of a mile. So you have to go around So you have to go around sixteen times to be a mile.
0: Ah, um,
1: okay. And so I'll do that. But I do prefer outside when it's nice like this. So I, I hear what you're saying, and, um and uh yeah, I yeah, I don't uh yeah, the vitamin D thing is, is cool, too. But, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Shoe Booty says, I was so moved by Karen's passion regarding reclaiming history and making it loud. Then I'm not going to be tricked in the same episode by having me guess the race with Popeyes. Not during black history, mom. <laughs> Smart. We almost got you. Don't fall for it. Tommy D says, about politician names, do you remember the Eddie Murphy movie, The Distinguished Gentleman from the early 90s? Mm-hmm. Eddie's character had a name that was very close to the name of his district congressman that died. He figured no one knew that that congressman died, don't even know his face. They just voted for the name. His campaign slogan was even, Je- was even Jeff Johnson, the name you know, the name you can trust. <laughs> he even showed his face and won. That, then the corruption begins. Good flick uh apple saw mr and mrs smith watched the rice screen and said oh no oh the white the rice scene and said oh no the jig is up put out a statement uh yeah i do feel like there was a yeah that was the put the phone in rice scene in uh and uh mr and mrs smith i remember that episode one neb says i absolutely put my phone in rice i even started throwing in a couple silicone packets uh i say from packaged food i agree it sounds like a scam to get us to break our phones more easily either way i'm gonna keep doing it yeah especially when they said D- don't do it with the rice but uh just leave it on the counter to dry i'm like well what's the difference right uh and takes it twice as long to dry it's not like i'm putting it in a bag and shaking it up with the rice <laughs> right nice try Ev says, I'm so disgusted by the mother who allowed her five-year-old to wax random coochies. All these clients need to be rounded up and arrested and put on the registry. Random coochies, right. If that was me, I mean, well, if they were not random, it'd still be fucked up. Uh, if that was me, I would have been like the Grandpa Simpson meme as soon as i saw a child i would have pieced the fuck out what is wrong with people and for the mom to brag about on social media is wild
2: right that's how she got caught
1: i need people to bring shame back because it don't seem like a thing anymore agreed yeah i'm with you on everything you just said um and then on youtube aj says i don't know that my body told me the cheat video is doing numbers on tiktok five milli views and 12k comments i think y'all gave it a little too low of a score I would have won at least six out of ten, maybe six and a half. Well, that's because you're not a professional like me and Karen. Like, (laughs) it's cute that you think, you know, your score count too. (laughs) Uh, But we've done the math and the science and the research to back up the data of our scores. So maybe when you start a podcast that, you know, gets the views and the numbers that we get, you can can tell people what you think the score is and they'll care. But, you know, we're going to stick with our scores over here, player uh as carter says about the books i also got my love of reading and became an anglophile by reading my aunt's bodice rippers or bodice rippers starting in fourth and fifth grade maybe it was six i learned uh, great vocabulary and some historical facts from those historical romances if a kid is reading let them read media shouldn't be the thing that teaches your children morals or how to behave um it is an influence but parents and things in the real world are and should be a bigger influence i agree i agree and people complain too much so much about risque covers that now all the adult covers are very bland and non-assuming cartoon covers are just colors and flowers right that's such a great point because now they're like my i bought this book because it looked like it was some just a cartoon silhouette and it's like right, but when it used to be Fabio with his chest heaving, kissing some woman in the you fucking could tell the flower patch, y'all would say that uh, that's too sexual. What if my kid sees that cover? And now they know that it's a sexual book, and I don't want my kid being exposed to to Fabio's so they he- heaving, heaving bosom. I don't need him seeing bosoms. He's too young for all that bosoming and long hair on the beach riding horseback. That's too much. My too, kid too much thrusting. Now my kids gonna need to have a quivering mound, and it's cause it's Come cause of y'all America, and so then they put the fucking cartoons on the front of it, and now they're like, what? How can I even tell the difference between this and the kids' book? Make up your fucking minds, right? Uh, put an ether beat around one thirteen fifty five. Karen was preaching, preaching. Says BGRS. I'm not sure what was happening at that point. Mm-mm, I don't remember time marks, y'all. Zero because the people that bought the property actually care. Oh, it was about the plantation. Uh, about the plantation being bought back. Yep, mm. yep, you were spitting. Uh, Anja said, Anjanette says, I just subscribed and I love y'all. I'm a caring rebel. Put avocados in water and put them in the refrigerator. I'm so impressed. State say blessed. First of all, thank you. And I need more details on what that means. Put the avocados in water, put them in the refrigerator so they last longer, Is yeah. it so they get soft faster. Can you freeze avocado? I don't I know don't why know. we would, but, okay. uh, yeah, I, I would just need to know, because I know I was talking about how we got them, mm-hmm. and, it's, and sometimes they're hard when you first get them, it's like, when yeah. can I use them? I just normally let them sit out for a couple of days and then use them when they feel soft. Uh, so, this and is my so I don't know if she's telling me how to do it faster or just saying, like, how to make them last longer. I ah, OK. That's a good question. Yeah, that's why. Yep. Uh, all right. The poll. Will you put your phone in rice if it gets wet? Yes. Not anymore. Or I never did this before. Yes. I've never did it before, but yes. I've done it before. 29 percent. I absolutely will do it. 14 percent say they will not do it. And 57% said they never did it before. Um, And on Spotify, 50% say yes. So it seemed like uh, even more people on Spotify would do it. Now, they're all probably listening on their phones, okay? They need that rice. They need to get their phone back up and running fast as possible. Not anymore, 20%, and I never did this before, 31%. And the Q&A, the individuals in this program are considered innocent until proven guilty. (laughs) Yiva says, who's the judge? Antoine, Mr. Span says, Airbnb, woo child, the ghetto. This is why we verbo. Jamila says, no, they not. Ignacio says, innocent, my ass. Where's my law and order crew? (laughs) 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 Yeah, I feel you on that. Um, All right, let's go to the voicemails, and I'll play a little bit of music here so we can... uh, uh, put in some uh, some ads that was called Mystic that was kind of hard all right, first voicemail from Blue Wave Rider. Uh Let's check it out.
2: Hey, Rod. I know I missed the feedback show for the 17th, but uh, to commemorate Donald Trump's losses in court, can you give me a little taste of that fuck Donald Trump? About 60 seconds, if you can swing
0: it.
1: Thanks. <laughs> bye. Uh, so, no, because it's copyrighted, and when we play that on YouTube, they end up taking shit down and flagging and muting Mm it. We used to could do that before we put stuff on YouTube, um, but, yeah, like, normally they'll let it slide if it's, like, shorter than that, but then they'll take away our right to monetize it Mm -hmm. and be like, any ads that y'all had on this, now go to, uh, you know, um, now go to the artist or whatever, um... But uh, I'll still give you some of it though, because fuck it. He, they get these ad money this week. Just when I thought it wasn't getting no sicker, I woke up one morning and heard this weird ass motherfucker talking out the side of his neck. Me and all my peoples, we always thought he was straight. Influential motherfucker when it came to the business. Since right. we know how you really. Jesus. But now. Since we know how you really feel, it's how we feel. Fuck down, try. Fuck down, try. Yeah, nigga, fuck down, try. Ah, that's my jam. All right. Um, that beat goes hard. Mm hmm. Tiffany Sharice left three voicemails. All right. I have go. something to say.
3: Hey Rod and Karen, I was just calling to see um, what you're, I've seen that we've all been kind of keeping track of what's been going on with the Monique Gate, and I think I'm pretty much nearing the end of, you know, giving a fuck about it. (laughs) I know I said, I, I just sent you a little link to a, I guess it was a leaked phone call, but now I feel like, you know, it's getting a little bit kind of like, you know, doing it for the gram, kind of not in the way that we do it for Black Eye Tips, but just in terms of this call, it's like, why was it recorded? And, you know, I'm starting to have all these, you know, ideas. But I just thought I would just say my little two cents before the hype is over about what I think about that situation. And I've kind of just always been a little bit neutral, you know, because I do have empathy that Monique and, and her husband feel the way that they do, um, that they feel that they've been slated, but I also feel like it's been, what, 17 years? And I feel like the truth, you know, if you break it down to brass tags, I really just feel like prove them wrong, you know? If if you think that this one rumor, a Hollywood rumor um, was something that ruined your career or got you blackballed, I'm not saying that maybe, you know, that didn't happen or that it was you know, something that wasn't actually as big as they think that it was. But I just kind of feel like, you know, people are fickle. Um, America, you know, society is fickle. This would have definitely been um, squashed a long time ago if they weren't keeping it alive. Right. And they weren't keeping it going. So um, I think it's going to go to a second, um, a second uh, voicemail, but um I just wanted to say like I also just kind of
1: I'll go to the second one because got cut off
3: okay, so I was just saying, I kind of just feel like um the mon- the monique that we hear on this on that recording. I feel like that's the probably the truest version version of Monique that we're gonna get because I do understand that you know we may, she may not be the person we see on stage that's a quote unquote a caricature or just you know one side of her but I also don't believe that bullshit that she, when she gets on there with my sweet babies and brother sister Earth you know universe mother you know that's It's like her whole tone even changes. So I feel like the person we hear on that recording, and that's why I sent it to you, was it's probably the most real we're going to get. We're not going to get the whole story. And um, clearly, you know, whoever was, whoever recorded this thought that it was going to sway my, you know, people's opinions one way or the other. You know, I just kind of feel like, you know, if it's something that was not true, then it would have been proven by now. And, uh, you know, I haven't, I know that she's been in some other movies since then, not a whole lot. And, uh, I don't know how to have anything to do with being blackballed. I believe also, you know, exactly what people have been saying about, you know, people would have, you know, spoken out more, you know, possibly, but ultimately I just feel like it's their responsibility, you're, you know, and, and then at this point you're begging people for, um, for your livelihood and your and for an apology that they may not feel, and I know for a fact for myself, I'm not begging anybody for an apology. It, you know, you're gonna give it to me if you feel obligated or if you feel actually sorry or apologetic. I don't want something that's been coerced. So anyway, I just want to see your thoughts on it. If you were able to listen to the video and or to the the uh, audio and. She left. Last one. Last one. I just want to say, um, as always, love you guys. Love the show. Just want to hear your thoughts if you heard the audio and um, it, what your take is um, from this point forward. Um, I know it's something like I said that we, it's been trending, and I'm literally probably about to be with Karen and going to be off the trend, being off of it because I just feel like now it's being hyped up so
1: anyway take care as always and i'll be listening all right thank you tiffany Mm -hmm. we really appreciate you um we do now she left that last saturday so i have talked about listening to it and my thoughts on it already a couple times Mm -hmm. so i won't go back over that but i just think you know um the only thing i'll point out is i'm sure they recorded it that's why that recording isn't like someone tapped a phone line or Mm-mm. You know, Tyler Perry recorded. I think they believed that phone, that recording was going to make us be on her side. I believe that's the recording she gave to Shannon Sharp that, that meant that Tyler Perry was a bad guy. And I don't agree with their assessment of it. And uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm ready to move on too. But you know, it's the feedback show. So we're always going to respond back to what y'all say. And maybe if it pops up in the news in some new way, there'll be something else to say. But you know, I just think it got really ugly from that point on the the, the stand up clip with her son about her son and stuff it's just all bad to me I
2: agree and yeah the reason why we still are here is because she won't move on she ain't got to move on she's yeah. not obligated she's not obligated to move forward but nah, other people right. are obligated to move on other people are obligated to let you burn it down by yourself other people are obligated like like if they feel to not to acknowledge not to talk not to speak because you have proven that uh if we are if we were to have a quote-unquote private conversation with you to try to hash it out you're going to record it and put it out and make it seem like i'm the bad person because a lot of times from my opinion me on the outside looking in not really paying shit attention it looks like she wants to bully people into doing what she wants to do by any means necessary All right and it's also it's one of those things where she cares about what social media thinks about her it's different between your public image and all that shit and what social media thinks about you social media is his own animal sometimes social media is not tapped into reality social media is a very negative place social media is a very grieved place social media is a very angry and upset place and sometimes social media is not reality and so the thing is there are a lot of people that will be willing to work with her and do things with her and things like that, like outside of social media. But she's trying to please these group of people that can turn on her to drop of a hat. And also I think that uh, – when you have a reputation and like Roger brought up with when a reputation is never how she behaves on set or anything like that. It's always she professional come on time, blah, 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 blah. But it's always the business things. And for a lot of people that go, Hey doll, we signed contracts. We made things straight. If you wanted these things, not to say we wouldn't give it to you or negotiate them, but you need to tell us up front You can't change the deal on the fly. You can't act unprofessional. You can't, uh, uh, I talk to you about something and then you go flying up there with that. I might not even talk to my people. I might not even reach the right person. Like, like all that is out of order and, is, and, 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 and shit like that. Like you just a complete out of order person and it's my way of the highway. And I do understand that, you know, her being bucking up against the system or her being different, her being unique makes her, her. And I understand that, you know, sometimes celebrities and things like that get to their, position by doing things outside of the box not knocking that at all but also when you're laying this groundwork down you also need to do things you know you know with order too you know so if you're trying to set new boundaries and set new rules and set new standards you can do these things you might have to fight for them but you can still do these things um and you can still talk to the general public and let them know what's going on like like it's ways to handle this but uh, I feel like she has always chose to do the most confrontational version of whatever happens. It's always, always, always confrontational. It's always I am aggrieved. I've done nothing wrong. I have not contributed to any of the actions and or consequences that have Fell upon me. I it's it's nothing about me. It's all about my grievances. They did this, so I feel grieved, and I'm going to complain until they make it right. And you have the right to do that. But also, there's there's the other people have their versions and their side of the story too, and they can feel aggrieved too, and they can feel like you were wrong too, and they can feel a certain way also, and. A lot of times those people only care about their actions. They don't care about how they're impacting and influencing things around them. And they also don't care about how other people that are not involved see it too. Because there's other opportunities I think would have came, would have come her way. I'll joke aside if she would have shut the fuck up and moved on but because she's sitting here you have too many people going I don't want to deal with you because guess what I got a relationship with these people I have a relationship with Oprah I have a relationship with Tyler I have a relationship with Kevin Hart and I am not going to allow you to fuck up that relationship that I have with them because I know that you're talented I can see what the things you do but you have such a toxic aroma around you that I don't want to be involved with her because she quote-unquote claims that it's blackballing but it also can be people just looking and saying fuck that that's toxic every ship you own you motherfucking poke holes in it and you burn the bitches down you sink them to the ground and then you complain about how you have to buy them in the ocean and how nobody helps you when you're the one that caused the damage to the ship
1: uh also i would just note discretion is part of um professionalism and i don't mean that in a you need to hide someone's abuse or some shit but in a way of like before recording phone calls are put out later, some type of weird blackmail, um, The um, someone helping you privately and then you putting it out there and, and trying to denigrate them on the back end. Someone saying, I'm going to work with you and then you run into the studio before they get a chance to. is that, that stuff counts as part of professionalism and being hard to work with. And your husband, manager, daddy, being on all the Instagrams and shit shitting on people is also part of it it's, it's you know but look those kind of folks i because I, i'm a, i'll put it this way there's people that i feel aggrieved or feel like we had conflict or whatever that i would have lit up on this show and i have it because i don't think it's necessarily professional or needed and ultimately i feel like those people whether i say something or not they are going to be doomed to keep repeating the cycles that they have been in. And the people that pay attention to those folks will see Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is another group of people you fell out with and another person. Cause it ain't me. Mm -mm. I ain't the one running around with everybody not liking me falling out all the time. Nope. You are publicly being a victim all the time. And so I don't really need to call you out. And I'm betting Tyler and Oprah probably feel that way too. Like, what's the point of me doing you'll be you're gonna keep cycling the same shit in your career because it's just gonna always be somebody else and so yeah next voicemail
0: hey thank you ron and karen for such an awesome show uh this is keenan hoffman or the kgh on crowdcast first time listener uh caller long time listener i've heard y'all talk about uh for local like three or four times now And most people don't even know about, like, the original, original. I went to high school with one of the dudes that ended up going to Ohio University where these dudes created in the dorm, and he brought a couple of crates back. And that shit is fire. Like, when you guys talk about the uh, (laughs) coke with the cocaine in it, that's that that joint. That's all I wanted to say. Mm -hmm. Uh, Keep up the love the show.
2: Keep it up
1: all right we got our first four local hipster he he was on it before anybody was <laughs> the, the, the on the original shit. one yeah we 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 got the uncut version yeah he was like i got the one that was invented in the dorm room I, yeah. you're right we don't have that we, we whatever i got was the bottle but it was the original formula, formula. yeah so it was before the fda got involved and was like you can't give Mm-mm. human beings it's, this shit th- you can't get in this this white girl this cocorina no we gotta slim this down but that original formula was too much for me. Woo. So, if it was something that before shit. that, that sounds like it would have been extra too much for me. Ooh, up and down. I know. Thank you. Alright, next voicemail. Hey, Ron and Karen. Um, Camille. I don't want to Just love
2: y'all. Thank you for oh. everything that you do. Thank you for the sacrifices y'all make to entertain us. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all oh. have a good day. Have a good year.
0: Oh,
1: oh that's that was so, so sweet. sweet. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't even catch your name. It, was, it sounded like Tenille, maybe, but thank you. I, I appreciate sweetie. that. Uh, next voicemail is from Alumni. He left two of them.
0: Hi, Rod and Karen. This is Alumni, your favorite councilman. I don't know why I say that. Uh, y'all don't know me. Uh, I could fuck up and make national news, and then y'all talk bad about me. Um, That's facts. So <laughs> I, I wanna, I'm want to. i calling. I'm trying to make as short as possible. So I'm calling to say that I I really appreciate listening to you and uh, listening to you talk about politics and listening to y'all comedy. I uh, really list, uh, like the episode, which you did with Keith and Hemda. Uh, it was quite funny and, uh, I enjoy your show. Uh, it helps. It, it inspires me to do my podcast and I really appreciate, uh, that, um, and uh just want to say to keep up the good work. Uh, I'll try not to kill anybody or uh, any citizens or the mayor. <laughs> I'm not threatening him anyway. I'm just saying I'm trying my best and praying on not killing <laughs> uh, What? So uh, continue to do work, get people to vote. It's important to vote. It's necessary to vote. Uh, if we don't vote, we continue to have fucked up shit especially on local, especially in general election. These are the things that we need done. Uh, it'd be better to have, it's nice to have a black agenda or some kind of way to, or some kind of black lobby in a way to, to form or create a party other than RFS, which to me is Republican Party, and I call them RFS racist, uh, felonious, seditionist. So <laughs> I'm just saying it's, it's best to vote. Mm. Uh, even I mean, Biden has done some things and has helped out, helped out a lot. And
1: yeah, cut off, but call called back.
0: So we have benefited from what Biden has done. Uh, the economy has been better. Our opponents have been down. These are the things. Uh, this this whole thing of Biden is old is not necessary. Uh, I don't want to vote for my survival, but my survival as necessary so as valuable for my children is necessary. So I don't want Trump in because this motherfucker's already told told us what he's going to do. Right. So yeah, uh, please people vote is what it is. I mean, I got an office and all I wanted to do was just make a change. And I wanted to just do things and try to make some changes because uh, our local government is fucked it's corrupted. So I just want to change it back. And I just realize how much of an uphill it is. So, and this is why you need to vote and support and do things. Um, again, thank you folks. I enjoy, you, know, you, know, funny, you know. all you all
1: funny as hell. Bye. you. Yeah. You also, you. I think running for local office, being involved in local politics, you realize how disconnected people are, even from the issues that directly affect them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, yeah, that's definitely a big thing. Um, and, you know, yeah, definitely don't kill any citizens. Because uh, now I feel like this voicemail is evidence. Mm-hmm. And I definitely don't want to have to cover the topic and be a witness in the courtroom. <laughs>
2: right. <So laughs> Out of contacting us.
1: So, if you would just save us the time and make sure everybody stays alive. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I think it's, you know, the, um, yeah, everything you said about Trump and Biden, I, I agree with. I, I, the Biden age thing is just a way for people to try to like either a dog whistle, you're going to have a black woman president if he dies. And what the fuck was the country going to do with a black woman? Right. It's either them dog whistling that or just a way to excuse that Trump is still a worse choice. Like, yes, well, I'm sorry that America voted for an old ass white man. Cause they wouldn't vote for Hillary Clinton before that. Right. But this is what the fuck we got. Because motherfuckers had a chance to vote for every other kind of person, and they said, No, I don't want a young gay dude. I don't want a, a Latino dude from Texas that cusses too much. I don't, I don't want, want a, black woman. a black woman who's a cop. I don't want a black woman uh, who's a former, uh, the, the, I think that was Val Demings, right? And then, or like, it, they didn't want anything but an old white man at the end of the day. Right. Mm-hmm. And the only other person they really was contending at that time. Was the other old white man Bernie Sanders, who's older than Biden? So I don't Correct. know what the fuck to tell y'all, man. Like this, this is what choices are. I'm gonna always encourage people to vote. We voted in our local primaries. Uh, I think we talked about it on the show. Maybe we that's early, what sparked this call. Early voted, yeah. But uh yeah, we we vote, and I, I don't see what you're gonna get that you want by not voting. mm Uh All right, let's go to the last voicemail. Not sure who mm-hmm. it's from.
3: So, there was a scene where a young Latin boy sucked ah. my dick. <laughs> what up, Rod and Karen? What up, Tippers? <laughs> this uh your boy, no. Danny Foxworth, here from North of South Carolina. Long time listener, first time caller. I just want to give you all y'all's flowers. So, I've been rocking with y'all since, like, 2011. There was a thread on the OKP message boards that had people recommend black podcasts, and the two names that came up the most were y'all and Combat Jack, and I'll never forget the first time I listened to y'all's show. Rod, you was talking about playing pickup ball at the Harris Y, and Steve Smith came in and was trying to bully everybody. Yep. And I was at work laughing my ass off, and this has been on ever since. So, I just want to say thank y'all for the years of endless comedy, and y'all keep doing what y'all doing. I'll holler at y'all. Later.
1: My man daddy uh foxworth man we we met him a couple times in person now he came out to the live show he was at a hornets game we we met met him Mm -hmm. Uh, i follow him on twitter and stuff uh and uh he like he's been on this thing for the last like year or so at least of like going out and meeting all the internet homies and and it's i think it's so dope i'm always because you know when you bit like I wasn't on OKP, but I was on SoHH message hip hop message board. And when you go back that far with people that listen, and they listen to other people and other podcasts, it feels kind of like its own community of people and so yeah you see these folks and you're like yo i i know leonard brothers i know you know when you see him take a picture with oh that's dewan or whatever so i've been getting my life vicariously through him Mm -hmm. um and just a genuine funny dude and that clip the thing he said at the beginning was i want to say the first time we had hot Firestarter on uh from the firestarter.com podcast that crew and um we played a clip of byron long uh, porn star uh, talking about how he wasn't gay, but he had done gay porn where people like a, a, a young Latin boy sucked my dick. And he, but he was like mad that anybody would even say like, well, that is a gay act. Yeah. It a gay so act. It, it was at least gay, for pay like that was yeah. a gay Buy You can't have yeah. a person a dude suck your dick and be like, there's nothing gay about that. That's
2: like that's not what are you works. trying what
1: are you trying to convince don't gaslight me. Right. Don't act like I'm crazy. <laughs> it's not like I'm judging you for doing some gay. Right. I'm not being like, oh shit, you did some gay shit, nigga. Don't, uh, don't I- but you that was a gay thing, but she's like, Nope, straight as an arrow, nothing to see here. So uh but yeah it was just funny um that episode and uh that was it was it's was one of my favorite episodes i think it's called the louisiana compromise it was when i talked about <laughs> the uh first tank uh which uh is when basically what karen does all the time when you get something <laughs> when you get something wrong like you try to say uh billy ray cyrus and instead you say sugar ray leonard and uh i thought the louisiana compromise i had mixed up the louisiana purchase and the three-fifths compromise in my head and was calling it that so that was a fun episode Mm -hmm. if you ever get a chance to check it out yeah i gotta get them on again absolutely absolutely um all right let's get to the um you know what we're gonna save doing it for the gram for a regular episode because it's 66 comments on this
2: oh y'all have something to say yeah we, we can i do. wonder if we, that
1: might be too many to do we may have to do that on a regular episode yeah, i'll we, make a note yeah make a note yeah because i i i didn't i, I didn't expect this many mm-hmm. yeah we do it on the regular so show. let's do voicemails Mails. and i mean emails let's do emails and then we're gonna wrap this one up and you know later in the week we'll do that doing it for the gram we y'all. will called imagine then that i like that smooth all right first one's from cass oh wait no we did this one last week the first one is from lisa who says greetings from new york Hello, Rod and Karen. Rod, I learned about you from your appearances on Karen Hunter's show. I've been listening to the show since episode twenty-eight forty-two. I agree with your observations and audience feedback on the Monique situation. It's been seventeen years now. Oprah is seventy years old at this point. It's her and Sydney. As a result, I departed during her set when she performed in Albany, New York. I didn't want to be part of her BS. She is a wonderful actress. When you're in the word, when you're in the world, I guess world of business frequent swearing and using the n-word needless hint hint my sweet babies by the way that spotify f- jingle was my jam for a minute well i'm glad you enjoyed the spotify mm. jingle uh we definitely curse and say the n-word uh isn't and, and i love it it's like honestly my favorite yeah um,
2: I, I think somebody asked us one time it was like if y'all have children, what was the what would be the first word and me and roger said at the same time nigga probably
1: we say it a lot and i don't know we say it a lot look i think this is the thing man we have to respect that people disagree and Mm -hmm. uh honestly i respect people that choose not to listen based on that right i think you know you can miss out on a lot of good stuff but i grew up my favorite comedians you know richard pryor eddie murphy um some of my favorite people in general you know, talk that way. And I definitely talk that way in my neighborhood with my homies, all that stuff. So I don't, I don't know. It's just, it could be a generational thing. It could just be where I was raised, how I was raised. But I don't necessarily see it as just only a bad thing, but mm-hmm. I respect those that do. I don't right. if someone tells me they don't want me to call them that, I won't call them that. But in Agreed. my space on the show that we created from the ground up by ourselves with nobody else's help, um is a space that we created to be ourselves. And if this is how we talk, then that is how we're going to talk. Um I respect other people's platforms. When I go on Karen Hunter's show, she don't want people saying the N-word, I don't say it. Um, I'm a professional, and I can turn it on and off. But uh in the spaces made for me, I'm stretching my feet. I put my feet on my couch, and part of that is the cursing. Part of that is, and n-word part of that is everything, because that's how I show up—is my full self. Every in the spaces I can be my full self, and damn sure in the one I built, the one we built for ourselves, I'm finna show up the way I show up. People don't like it. I, I respect respectfully say I completely understand and 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 they can they can dip, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh and I don't take it personal either cuz every house ain't meant for you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I ain't nothing personal about it, but uh at the same time, you know, uh I hear you. crystal Miss crystal says, "Hey, roger real quick as your friend, fan and friend, I would love for you to talk about talk to Van Lathan. I get my vans confused." And Rachel Lindsay and Vans' chronic, whining, and entitled special snowflake thoughts about President Papa and the Democrats as a whole. But also, as your friend, I care about y'all's mental health, but as your friend, I feel y'all smart enough to explain why Vans' chronic belly aching is juvenile and played out. But as your friend, I know your time is precious It should be valued. Uh, as your friend, I anticipate your thoughts on the matter and respect whatever the response is. Higher learning is my podcast I listen to that grinds my gears, and I suck it up and listen to like medicine. The medicine is domitab because it's great flavored for n words.
2: <laughs> it helps.
1: <laughs> it helps keep uh, keep out the, my echo chamber, and it's like a, a almost an orgasm. Van says something annoying to get me out of my zone. Let me know if you can relate. I used to do straight political podcasts, but I literally can't tolerate those right now. Real talk i've been listening to a lot of pop culture specifically bravo related podcasts because the news and politics programming make me want to puke um so i listen to higher learner every once in a while i too have a hard time stomaching it um you know i think when van is on point when i honestly rachel's the one that's mostly on point but i feel like rachel doesn't necessarily want to push back all the time on van and i don't blame her because that gotta be annoying as a dynamic and i'm not saying she always disagrees with him but i think she's more there you know it's like me and karen like we're conciliatory it's if i disagree with you i'm giving you the benefit of doubt i'm giving you respect i'm giving you know Mm -hmm. i'm never gonna just be like what the fuck you talking about you know (laughs) like and i think for me, if I was like a guest on that show or talking to him, I would be more confrontational because I want to pin him down to like some specific points of view because, I and it could be, I don't know what his age is, could be that he's from Cali or living in a democratic pl- stronghold or something. But to me, those type of folks, to, and he's I think he is thoughtful, you know, don't want to Dismiss them out of hand. But I think those type of folks are very feelings based. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. The way I view voting is not much about my feelings. Mm -mm. I've never wanted to or it's a benefit if it happens. But it's been very rare since I was 18 and every election I voted for. I've never really felt good. Like I've never felt like, yeah, right? You know, I think the Obama election was it made people feel good. And in a way, we paid a cost, a giant cost for the country for for having a candidate people could feel good about. Um, Mostly because that's always an illusion. Mm
0: -hmm. So you either have
1: those people become disillusioned when he has to do the actual job of being a president. Right. And it's not just a slogan anymore. It's not just a motto. He's doing real work. Real world things are happening. There's compromises that have to happen. There's times where you you miss the thing. You drop the ball. There's things where you have to make a call that is tough and that nobody else wants to make. That's what the job is. Mm-hmm. And so we paid a cost because a lot of the liberal or Democrat, progressive or young people that voted for Obama – came of age and became cynical because they learned what politics were on the fly. They were like, Oh, what the fuck? This is what it really is. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, with the, um, with the Republicans, they just were like, this a nigger will never be president again. Like they, the uh, we hate black people. We'll never help this black man be president in any way. We're going to renege on everything we've ever said to make sure that we obstruct him. So yeah, we've been paying a cost for that, and I think a lot of that is about feelings, and you can't you can't escape that Van was a guy that worked at TMZ with that dude that's clearly a fucking like Republican MAGA motherfucker. Um, his claim to fame, of course, is the moment when Kanye West was in there. But let's be honest, that shit is racism one hundred one. That that like that shit is the lowest bar of the clear of standing up to someone saying some racist shit. Kanye's in there in a manic episode saying slavery was a choice. Van was a lot of black people's avatar for our frustration with Kanye. But I think to a certain extent people feel like, well, or maybe he even felt like this is a thing I got to live up to now. This is my brand or whatever. And TMZ has said and done and promoted horrible people racist things all kinds of unscrupulous things and he worked there for a long period of time until he had a personal falling out um so once it affected him personally it was time to dip you know what i mean and and once again none of i just think this is just the way i see it on the outside looking in i'm sure maybe he he has more he could explain but so i say all that to say i don't know that van is on a pedestal or a platform where we need to be like oh my god he won't get with the program maybe rod and karen could talk some sense to him he just a dude giving his opinion the way we are and i'm i know he's heard counter arguments i've seen people kind of want him to 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 speak up a little more forcefully on certain issues but there's also a lot of other factors in what he's saying like being friends with Charlemagne means he can only be so fucking harsh about the shit Charlemagne does because that's his homie at the end of the day. Whether it's business opportunities or just personal friendship or professional friendship, that's the homie. And if you're going to be kicking in with him and he's a mover and shaker, how fucking hard can you go on that man? You know what I mean? Like that dude is a titan of the industry in that he's a mogul himself. Um, and, and so I just think there's a lot of factors there. I I would just say if you can't, if I'm not the one to go like correct him because I feel like he would also defend himself with that energy, and he probably won't be swayed by the shit I have to say. Like the the idea that you can just say certain shit and then people will go, okay. Even if the if we got sat down for an hour and somehow he said, you know what, Rod. You making a lot of sense and I see where you coming from and uh, the stuff you're saying. uh, Yeah. It it refutes what I said. I feel like him being a human being the next time he was on the show and it was just him and Rachel again, he'd be back to, you know, Hey man, these Democrats, I don't know. It's just his natural disposition. I keep telling people, I don't know how maybe people not hearing me. Maybe people don't relate. Maybe people don't understand when I tell you, I'm not worried about this cycle of the election. I mean it mostly because I feel like I've done everything I can. Right. I want to vote. I want to get this bullshit over. Everybody that is, everybody that is obstinate or on the fence, they're going to be on the fence regardless of what I say. Agreed. And they're going to be on the fence regardless of all the evidence I've seen on what I believe people should not be on the fence and they shouldn't be pussyfooting around and they shouldn't be sitting around going, I don't know. They should actually be like, yo, we need to make sure Trump doesn't get elected at all costs. And I don't think people are there yet, and maybe they'll never get there. But I'm there, so I'm good. Yeah, Me too. Also, are y'all on them ochre crisp and crisp? And I'm, I'm assuming you don't listen to the show, right? How are no. Yeah, okay, cool. I just want to make sure that I wasn't, like, talking over you. Oh, no, 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 no. Also, are y'all on the ochre crisp and crispy onion chips from Trader Joe's? I love them so much. Those were my healthy-ish Super Bowl snacks. But the way the onion chips smell when you open the bag is how they smell going out of your body. Ugh. To be discreet, which may not be a bad thing, but the concept is genius. Instead of sour cream and onion potato chips, eat onion chips. Uh, XO, 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 love. It. Hugs and kisses, your friend for reals, Miss Cristobal. My bad. I thought I was going to do a quick email, but I wasn't. Sorry. It's all good. Oh, you yeah. uh, did. Steven says, Black History. Good morning. My kids had their Black History program this week, and I couldn't stop saying, <laughs> stop myself from saying, Black History in the Chadwick voice. Oh, Black History in the Chadwick <laughs> voice the whole night. Had people looking at me like I was a little touched, but damn, I was chuckling the whole time. <laughs> Thanks for the great content, That's as hilarious. always. Steven from Baltimore, because y'all got like five more that write in. Thanks, Steven.
0: <laughs>
1: Mandy says, Black women doing country. Dear Rod and Karen why is it a problem when black women do country music when black men have been doing country for decades well black people created american music but i guess somewhat deviated from country for some reason darius rucker kane brown charlie Pride, ray charles cowboy troy has had success in the country. however isn't a isn't it a big deal when black it isn't a black big deal when black men do country why it is insane. Tracy Chapman became the first black woman to win a country award ever because Luke Combs covered her song. I heard about the controversy about him covering the song Fast Car and all of a sudden it would goes number one. But Tracy's own version only went to the top 10 in 1988. That's been going on forever when the whites cover black songs and sells more records and the original artists don't receive royalties nor recognition. But hopefully she got royalties and she definitely got recognition. Mm-hmm. Uh, it warms my heart to see black women claim their mark in country, but I don't get the sexism when it comes to black women doing country. I don't, honestly. But I remember a quote you said on your show that black men are the white people for black people. The, I know what you mean. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't get it at first, but now I do. It takes black men to move the needle for change or success to benefit black people. Uh, have you heard about the story of black Americana artist Allison Russell and the debacle about Tennessee representatives not wanting to give her some type of honor but did for Paramore? Hadn't heard that story. Not surprised. Um, and as far as I don't, I guess it depends on what circles you run in. I'm not in the circles of people that are like, I don't want to see these black women doing country, but it's okay for black men. Right. I'm, so I'm not I haven't,
2: circles online either, right?
1: Yeah, like this is not an argument or debate or community I've been participating in. Mm-hmm. And it's if, if everything is as you described it, it just sounds like plain old sexism and, and fucked up. <laughs> yes. Um, and honestly, like I've said on the show before, and it's coming up a lot during this election cycle, I regret framing the 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 whole argument or discussion about black men as black men are the white people of black people because one, the amount of people who've used it...
2: Out of context.
1: The amount of people who have used it to denigrate all black men is not my intention.
2: Mm-mm.
1: I love us. I think we love looks different for different people. I love us and I, that means I love what we're capable of being. I'm honest about where we're at. I'm honest about what we need to work on, but I still love us. I'm one of us. I've been through the same shit you've been through. What I was trying to express is that there is an inherent male privilege in America from patriarchy that exists, but it's something that I wish black men didn't get caught up in because it's never been for us. And it's often blinded us to the plight of the other people within our community whether it be LGBTQ people, whether it be women, whether it be the children. And I don't mean that in no killer mike way of like black men are the worst or black men ain't shit and it's okay for white people to do this. That's not what I mean. I think it's been used that way. Um I've explained it on the show many times, but it just I honestly wish I hadn't even said it that way, just because more people have misunderstood it and used the misunderstanding of it to attack me, other black people, start fights within the community, uh, contribute to gender wars, then my general point that I'm trying to make. And that's why the podcast is a better place to make those points because I feel like if I said it the way I'm saying it now, there's a lot of black men who will be like, I totally see what you mean. And there were black men at the time that understood what I meant. Mm -hmm. But my goal was never to turn off any good faith people and I saw and some people were good faith turned off from the way I phrased that because it felt more like an attack than a description of what I you know what I'm trying to convey about male privilege within the intra-community and it's not germane only to black men it would literally apply to every man in a, a, a marginalized community every cis cishet man in a marginalized community it would apply so it's not necessarily unique to black men but I want I think I was just caught up on the internet. I said something in internet speak which is a very normally pointed flat Facebook meme way to say shit and it just caused a lot of controversy rather than the actual dialogue and I never got an actual dialogue out of that and I blame myself for that shit. But um but yeah, I love the way you brought it up because I you just brought a new point of view to me and a new light to my own words. Uh, which someone has said before, but I don't even think they meant it the way you just meant it, but you're right. We could be using that privilege to make a way for everybody else rather than using it to only defend ourselves and be selfish. And in that way, uh, I think that could be beautiful. I would love to see us do that um, more often. Um, You know, I'll, I'll, I'll just, without naming names and shit, I'll just say I've been in situations In a room, work-wise, where there's people that are more marginalized than me that were trying to make a point, and everyone was talking over them, everyone was ignoring them, and I knew just from talking to them privately or whatever, and the way meetings go and these things are organized, I knew they had something to say, and I, you know, and it's a very little thing. I, I'm like, I'm not. I would never even said this, but I didn't think it was relevant to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this isn't a, cause I'm such a good guy, but I I would stop the meeting and be like, hey, hey, hold on. I got something to say. And when everybody stopped talking to be like, okay, what do you have to say? I'd be like, so-and-so you didn't, you want to say something because people weren't listening to them and they clearly were trying to speak. I didn't have shit to say. I just, I knew that at that point, my privilege as a dude in the room would be like, a man is talking, guys, we got to listen to him. Yep, and they've done studies about
2: that, and they said, like, no matter if a woman's talking, a man right. interrupts, everybody's direction goes towards him. You know, if a if a man's talking and a woman interrupts, everybody ignores the fuck out of her. The only time a woman, quote-unquote, can speak in control, a lot of times she has to be motherfucking in charge and running the meeting. That's right. the only time, it, they, and she has the right to
1: hire and fire. That's the only time people will pay her any type of respect. So, yeah, so that's where, that's what I mean. And I think maybe we could use it that way and that would be a more productive use of that privilege. But, yeah, anyway. Mo and Uncle Daddy. Sugar Bay says, hi, Karen and Rod. Thanks again for your insightful commentaries. I really caught up to leave a comment instead of talking out loud to myself in the podcast. Uh, A few weeks ago when Monique thing first popped up and Rod said maybe if Oprah and Tyler reached out to her that perhaps Mo would chill because it seemed as simple as a heartfelt apology might help. Back then, I thought that would never happen because it would either confirm that they blackballed her and that would open them up to possible litigation and or they also hadn't responded because they thought she would just dig herself deeper and eventually expose her true self and motives. Oprah has experience with this and her own family members and other publicly talking trash about her. It seems she may never address Mo because she knows it would legitimize her you're reading on her and daddy sydney ugh oh episode 2860 was spot on i also want to add that them them recording tyler reeks of blackmail yeah it feels like her threatening to leak tyler recording prior to this felt like a veiled threat to get tyler to pay them to shut up they sound like two money hungry people that are neck deep in their self-pity paranoia and self-righteousness yeah the thing where they say it's not about money but then clearly it's about money is just crazy to me Like, just fucking say you want. What's the number? Because right now you're you're acting like you're better than money, but you keep badgering this man back to like, but you need to make this right. Okay, well, what do you want? What do you think? What would you want? Okay, I can write y'all, give y'all some money. Don't try to turn this into some, all right, fuck you. Uh, my heart truly breaks for her son and there's no way he can ever feel like his own mom loves him after the stand-up special that she did my heart hurts for him and i hope he has support and love that he definitely needs right now can't believe she's doing this trying to win public opinion so yeah true to his word he didn't make another video and that last one just felt heartbreaking like he was going basically like see this is the fuck this is what she liked like, I don't think he did a video after she did the stand-up about him, mm-hmm. at least not that I've seen. I haven't heard anything else from him since. And I hope he is offline taking care of himself because I don't think you can win with a person like this. And I don't think a person like her who gets so much power from being a victim is ever going to say, in this case, I am I am the person that is victimizing someone else. Right. I can empathize with her past traumas, but I truly believe that after a while, you should work on not using your trauma to actively harm others. She harming her son and herself. Feels like we're actively watching her self-destruct. P.S. Before COVID lockdowns, I was a gym fiend and that sled planks and burpees were some of my favorite things to do. Ugh, planks. What kind of masochist are you? <laughs> now my knees creak when I breathe. So I jog and do Peloton rides. Good luck on the new regiment journey for you, too. P.S. Karen, you said that Sugar Ray Leonard. I was drinking water, I almost choked. I'm so glad I lived to giggle it, all, <laughs> all, giggle it all over again. One love, Sugar Babe from Montreal. Thank you, Sugar Babe. And lastly, is from Celeste who says, "Hi Rod and Karen, I really like hearing about both your journeys with wellness. It truly is refreshing to hear how you're both listening to your bodies, being kind to yourself, and also trying new things. It is a mindset I wish we could all strive to have, myself included. So thanks for sharing." Yeah, and it, it has been like doing some stuff I haven't done before. You know, even walking that trail was—I've driven by that trail so many times and wondered, like, we man, have. should I walk over there? And I it, didn't even know it was a trail over there. That's crazy that makes sense. I've driven by it and it's okay. known, and I've and i but I've always been a little bit anxious about being outside and shit. My 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 brain, my anxiety kicks in. I'm like, what if a fucking bear comes out of nowhere? What you gonna do then, nigga? You're gonna get eight by a bear, you're gonna be the weird <laughs> in the newspaper, but uh, but nah, I'm glad I've been doing it. I wanted to talk about the Alabama ruling and the impact on IVF to add uh one other piece. There's a significant segment of individuals who may purse this treatment with even without being wealthy or for health reasons, such as cancer. Once fertility is uh, discussed for young cancer patients prior to starting any Many types of chemotherapy, radiation, and or surgery as an option. If these types of treatments, uh, they were they need to receive to treat cancer, will impact their ability to have children once treatment is over. It is difficult for parents to even pursue this when they uh, want to because of cost. White supremacy and misogyny is a whole illogical trick bag. If you had the ability to produce more children, why wouldn't you? This country is so unserious. Also, cue that they are trying to steal the election music. With the recent report that Russia again is promoting propaganda that is being picked up and amplified in media online etc I'm just so pissed that so many seem to be falling for it again and we have dis- we and are we that disconnected from our own recent past can we not analyze and make good decisions Yeah two things I heard recently not 100% sure if both are true I know one is true one, Vice Media is shutting down. Won't even be posting to Vice.com. Vice did some of the best wow. media work in the past decade, bar none. Very good investigative stuff, deep dives, yes. explainers. Uh, they're they're, they're coming they're,
2: shit that you wouldn't even
1: think about, that you would know. You'd be like, oh shit, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know I needed to know this information. Their TV shows were good, all that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a huge loss. And the other one was that Google is considering doing away with the news tab on their search engine. I use that literally every day. I use news tab. to When we do our show, I want to make sure I'm getting good articles with correct information right. from reputable sources. I don't know why they're considering it. I just think it is very, it's a very bad time to be thinking about this in election year. Right. Um, you know and i you know when when there's very little good media that is available to the public in the first place a lot of media is behind paywalls mm. if you can afford it right but facts are now have to be paid for and yes the people making blogs and conspiracy theories and q shit that's all free it's right there in your face Um, Can we not see the nefarious actors doing things in plain sight, specifically trying to get his base route up to make a play to not certify the election again? And have not just an insurrection but a full-blown crisis. If you hear the GOP leadership in Congress and in some states, some have flat out stated they will not certify any relations results, election results that don't favor them. I hadn't heard that, but I'm also not surprised. We can only do what we can do, and I thank you both for your comments all the time on these matters because it helps. Keep up the good work. P.S. If you had a calm app, they have some walking meditations that are nice if you aren't in a rush and are, use, are using a walk to try to de-stress. Thanks Celeste. Mm. Um, Yeah, I I mean, honestly, uh, when I walk and do cardio, I'm mostly not listening to uh, podcasts. I'm listening to uh, Glorilla and shit. So (laughs) I I don't know if I'm walking to de stress. I'm just walking for the cardio. But if I need that, I'll 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 check it out. So Mm -hmm. thank you, thank you. All right, that's everything for today. Thank you for listening. We'll be back uh, with more throughout the week. Until next time. I love you. I love you, too. Mwah!